It's the Afternoon Cruise, and I'm chatting with Byron Stripling. He is coming through town to play with the Jasmine Orchestra and help launch their new season. The show is Tuesday, May 23rd at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater, and the show is called Louis Armstrong and the Sound of New Orleans. Mr. Stripling, thank you for taking some time to chat with Jazz88. What's well, an honor and a pleasure to be here, man. Now, I had the opportunity to look up a couple of your performances exploring Louis Armstrong's music online, and I was really blown away. You clearly have an affinity for communicating um, the incredible artist that Louis Armstrong was. It also seems like a bit of a tightrope to not end up kind of doing a karaoke Louis Armstrong show. That is far from what I saw online. How do you walk that tightrope to celebrate his legacy without just kind of imitating his legacy? Well, certainly what I do is not like, you know, if you go to Vegas and you see a share person, something like that, or any, you know, current star where somebody's doing an impression. What we try to aim for and everything I do in regard to Louis Armstrong is get the feeling, the heart and the soul of what he represented to American music. And I think he would be appreciative of doing your own thing. Uh, so I do it in the spirit of Louis Armstrong, but I'm solely myself. I can't be him. There was only one Louis Armstrong. And then additionally, I'll say to that is I used to play with Louis Armstrong's bass player. His name was Arvel Shaw. Uh, he was one of the great uh, bass players ever, and he passed away. But when I got in his band, I, I had that question. I'm like, how should I be playing? And he looked at me and said, play by yourself, but just honor Louis Armstrong, which I think meant don't like play avant-garde music you know <laughs> uh, when you're improvising your solo but just be true to the swing and the pat your foot new orleans vibe that louis armstrong brought to america through his instrument and so that's what i strive to do and now how did you come to his music uh, was it initially as a student playing trumpet was it his vocal work that you were first drawn to what was your introduction to louis armstrong's music well certainly my house was filled with great music my father who I love and adore so much. He started his day always with classical music. So I heard Bach, Beethoven, Brahms, Mozart, Wagner, whatever. And then when he got home, because he also taught music, when he got home, then he put on Louis Armstrong, Miles Davis, Clifford Brown, Duke Ellington, Count Basie, and so many others. And that's what got me. Once you hear that music, you're hooked, especially in the music of Louis Armstrong. You have to realize that I never saw Louis Armstrong live, but yet his music reached out of the speaker, grabbed a hold of my ears, and took me on a journey that changed my life forever. So it was really exposure to that music. Incidentally, after all that jazz, then later on, after my father had had a nice glass of wine, then he'd go into the Temptations and the Four Tops and the OJs and James Brown and so many others. So I had this sort of diverse sort of musical education in my home. But it was Louis Armstrong and jazz music that stood out to me. And so that's that's how this began, this journey began for me. I'm chatting with Byron Stripling, who's coming through town to play with the Jasmine Orchestra, launching their new season. The show's on Tuesday, May 23rd at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. Louis Armstrong and the Sound of New Orleans. Now, Byron, I also saw some clips of you playing trumpet at different events as I was preparing for this interview, including a stunning performance at a jazz trumpet festival in 2015. And you exuded an authority and a passion while wearing a lot of hats. In this thing, you're cueing the band, you're doing some light conducting, you go into outer space in the upper register of your trumpet, and yet you seem to be in the spirit and it seems like a hard thing to be in the spirit and also be able to go, go back to measure 82. we got to try that section again. But you, you had this thing where I felt like you were there 
spiritually, emotionally, musically, but also clearly ready to make sure that the band was in shape. How do you stay connected to the spirit of the music when you got so many hats on? Well, it's part of what I do and what any band leader does. And so, for instance, yesterday I conducted Baltimore Symphony Orchestra in uh, a group of songs. It was a full concert I'd done for the last three nights in Baltimore. But I also played trumpet and sang on that thing. And then I also conducted for the vocalist that we used for that show. It was called Harlem Nights, that particular mm -hmm. show. And then I also conducted uh, for the, the tap dancer. It's what I do. And, you know, I used to sit in orchestras and bands and I would kind of mumble about how the conductor didn't cue the band right. And I thought the tempo should be slower and it's too loud in the brass and too soft in the woodens, whatever, all this stuff. And I was kind of like moaning all the time about these things. And my friends looked at me and said, look, man, if you're going to complain all the time, why don't you just become a conductor and then you could do this yourself? Now, I must say they didn't do that because they thought I would be good at it, right? <laughs> yeah. They did it because they were sick of hearing me talk, right? <laughs> and that's an important distinction to make because, you know, I, I didn't have this arrogance like, I can do everything. It was just the desire on my part where they were absolutely right. It's like... If you don't like where you're at, and I, I learned this from older musicians, then you need to quit the band. Yeah. Right. Rather than like moan and talk about, oh, this is horrible. This is terrible. Why is he doing this? That means that you need your own band. And in that way, you can do it the way you want to do it. And, and again, that doesn't mean that the band's going to ultimately sound good. So that's the challenge of taking up on things by yourself. But for me, the integrity of what I was feeling in the music and the experience I had gave me this thought that, yeah, maybe I need to shape, mold, and sculpt an orchestra or a band my way, and then there's no complaints then. It, actually, you get even a whole bunch of other troubles because you actually have to do your job well, and you understand what the guy before you was doing. So that's how I got into doing all of those things, and uh, I don't always do that. I'm uh, in Boston right now, and on Wednesday, I'm just in, actually in a practice room in the downtown of Symphony Hall in Boston, Massachusetts. But on uh, Wednesday and Thursday, I will play with the Boston Pops, but I will not be conducting. <laughs> and I'll be conducted by the great Keith Lockhart, and I'll just be the trumpet soloist for that concert. And it's a, trumpet, a show called Trumpet Titans, or Titans of the Trumpet. And I'll celebrate Louis Dizzy, Gillespie, Miles, Davis, Big Spider, Beck, Harry James, and others. Do you feel so chill when you get to just be the trumpet player for a couple of days? Is it, is it kind of just a weight off your shoulders or or do you fall back into the Absolutely. armchair? Okay. <laughs> you, you lean back. When I'm in that position where I'm the soloist, it's about presenting just that music with my horn. And I don't have any other thought about that. Yeah. I can't be busy in my brain about, man, he should be doing. It's about being the, the trumpet soloist on that because that's all people are listening for. Yeah. They don't care that I might not like the tempo or whatever now i'm under somebody else's command and that's totally fine you know it's all about the music and what comes out of the trumpet or what my vocals are going to be like because of course we're going to do what a wonderful world i got to get my my vocal chops up for that so i can sing you know sing that song I'm chatting with Byron Stripling. He's coming through town Tuesday, May 23rd to help Jasmine Orchestra launch their new season. Uh, gentlemen who i imagine you know are you familiar with the uh, band leader and trumpet player scotty barnhart 
Yes, of course. Yeah. Okay. I had the opportunity to interview him when he was coming through town, um, and he talked very passionately about if he could speak to any trumpet player who's no longer with us. It took him about half a second to go, Louis Armstrong, that's that's the one. Uh, so that answer's already been taken, Byron Stripling. If you could have a conversation with a trumpet player who's no longer with us, who's not Louis Armstrong, who would you most like to sit down with and, and talk trumpet with? My first answer was going to be Dizzy Gillespie, but... I'm really blessed because I spent a lot of time with him. So I want to say I'm going to skip him because I'd still like to continue talk to him, talking to him because there was nothing like sitting around with Dizzy Gillespie and reminiscing and talking to him about Charlie Parker and others and did a lot of tours with him. So then I would go to people that were even had even passed away before I was uh, uh, really into the trumpet. Clifford Brown, Lee Morgan, and Kenny Dorham are three trumpet players that just drive me crazy. And when I hear their sounds, they speak to me. In the case of uh, Clifford Brown and the articulation on his horn and the way he ex- blows through there and, he, and gets all these crazy ideas. Um, Kenny Dorm, his harmonic sense on the horn, you know. And I forgot to even mention like Fats Navarro, who I'm a, a, a huge fan of. So those would be my choices. I, I, it's hard to narrow it down to one person. I understand. Well, Byron Stripling, we're very excited for you to come through town. The show is Tuesday, May 23rd, the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. It's called Louis Armstrong in the Sound of New Orleans. Uh, you're going to be uh, leading the band, playing trumpet, and doing some vocal work as well. We can't wait to see you in the Twin Cities. And thank you so much for taking time to chat with Jazz 88. What a joy and a privilege to be with you. And I look forward to seeing everybody at the Chanhassen Theater.